Well, I'm on the waiting side. Yes, I'm on the waiting side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, September 15th, and I love Wednesdays. Of course, Wednesdays, we have our midweek service here at Victory Baptist Church. And if your church is having service tonight, I hope you're planning to be there. Uh, we have a prayer meeting and a Bible study on Wednesday nights. Then we have our teen ministry, our Teens on Target meet every Wednesday night. And then we have a Master Club program for all of the children. Uh, they have uh, game time. They have a, a Bible lesson. They have a Bible memorization time. And uh, it's a great time on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And I hope you be in prayer for that service. Now, also on Wednesdays, uh, we get to have our chapel services for Victory Christian Academy. And we had a great morning this morning with our first through six, and then our seventh through twelfth, and then I go over for uh, a shorter chapel with our four and five-year-olds, and we have a lot of singing and, uh, of course, uh, preaching and teaching. And I'm going through uh, the armor of God from Ephesians 6, um, and uh, it's been a blessing. I hope it's been helpful to the students. I know it's been a blessing and a good reminder to me. Uh, but we are in a battle spiritually. Don't ever forget it. Uh, that old devil's out to destroy you. And your enemy is not your coworker. Your enemy is not your, your spouse. Your enemy is not your, your neighbor. Your enemy, my enemy, is the devil. And he is out seeking whom he may devour. But we welcome you today. We're so glad to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. Those of you listening on the radio, 95.9 FM, we thank you for joining us. Uh, those of you that are watching today on Facebook, we welcome you, and we also want to apologize. We had a glitch yesterday. Uh, the, uh, the, the Facebook video went about seven or eight minutes and just stopped, and we're not sure what happened. Brother uh, Caleb went back and, uh, and re-uploaded that video, so that is available if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, we finished up Proverbs 17 yesterday. And then those that are listening on the podcast and our radio app and YouTube, we welcome you. Thank you for tuning in today. I want to say happy birthday today to Yolanda Hedgepeth. Uh, happy birthday to Bradley Mason and Ryan Medlin and Stephen Odom. Happy birthday and then happy anniversary to Tracy and Angie Davis. I hope you folks have a great day today. Uh, let's be in prayer for the service tonight. Let's pray for a great day on Sunday as we have our Missions Sunday. And you say, well, what is Missions Sunday? It is all about uh, missionaries. It's all about the great commission of getting the gospel out, not just to Roanoke Rapids. Uh, we all ought to be involved in that. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Whether it's you come out for an organized time at our church, uh, you take some tracts with you and you pass them out and you share the gospel, uh, witness to your friends, witness to your family members, coworkers, neighborhood. We all ought to be involved here. But we also need to be involved in getting the gospel to other nations and other countries. And, 
You say, well, I've never been to another country. Well, you don't have to go, uh, but you can pray and you can give and you can support somebody else to go. But it's the responsibility of all of us to get the gospel out uh, to the four corners of this globe. And so that's what Mission Sunday is. And then next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'll have our missions revival with Brother Lou Rossi. He'll be preaching every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And we'll have several missionary families. It's going to be a great time together. And I hope you'll be praying and make plans to be here. Let's pray for our church, uh, pray for our school, pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for our country and uh, pray that God would bless us and use us in a great, great way. Two weeks from today, we are going to have uh, Caleb and Katie Garraway and their family. They'll be with us for our midweek service. And here's a song that they sing. Uh, the name of this song is We Stand. And you know, you've got to stand for something. I remember as a boy, I heard preachers say this, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. You got to figure out what you believe and then figure out what you believe based upon the word of God. And then just stick with that your whole life. Uh, yeah, the world's not going to agree with you. They're not going to like it. They're, they're going to think you're crazy, but I'd rather stand on the truth and people think I'm crazy than to stand on a lie and have everybody pat me on the back. And so let's figure it out and uh, let's stand for what is right. You enjoy this song. I hope you will. And then we'll be in Proverbs 18. Some may say it's foolish some that it's absurd but still we choose to build our lives upon god's holy word we know it's always perfect we trust it in all things it's holy and it's right so whatever this life brings we stand on what is timeless we stand on what is true we stand unashamed no matter what the world may do we stand upon this rock spoken by the lord of all and no other lives built on sand It's our only hope.
Amen. That's a good song. And uh, I hope that's your desire. I hope that is your uh, commitment to say, I'm going to stand. And uh, boy, we need some people that will stand. Uh, we've got, it seems like we've got in our society, we've got so many people that are so uh, wishy-washy. I think that's the right word. That's, I, that's in the Greek somewhere, right? Uh, but we've got so many Christians that are just so, so easily swayed. And uh, we need some Christians that will stand firm on the truth of the Word of God. And we'll talk about that in Proverbs 18 if we get that far today. I don't know how far we'll get, but down the way here we got some uh, thoughts on that subject. Proverbs 18 in your Bibles. I want you to notice verse number 1. Um, I love this verse. This is a very special verse uh, to me. I remember when I was a Bible college student, I got to travel with an evangelist. He traveled uh, for the summer, and myself and a few of us college guys, uh, we traveled with him, and his name was Wally Davis, Dr. Wally Davis, and he was a great preacher. Boy, he could tell stories, and he had illustrations. You'd be on the edge of your seat, uh, but boy, he would preach. Boy, he would hit that pulpit, and he had a big, booming voice, and uh, it was awesome, and God used me. He had the touch of God, but he preached a message uh, from Proverbs 18. I heard it a few times, but talked about desire. And you know, we are lacking a desire in our, our, our Christian uh, homes, in our churches. Uh, we're, we're so just, just kind of laid back, easygoing, complacent, but we need a desire. It says in verse one, through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. It is desire that separates you. It is desire that separates you from the crowd. Um, this past May, uh, my wife and I and our, our girls and Micah, we went on a trip to Kansas where, where Jared got married. And after that trip, uh, we stopped in Iowa for a couple days to visit my wife's family. And uh, Lacey and Savannah, they got so excited about fishing. Uh, their cousins there in Iowa, they were out on the pond. They have a pond there. and They were out uh, fishing. They were catching frogs. And let me tell you how serious they were about it. They were getting up at like 5.30 in the morning to go out and try to catch catfish and check the, the lines that they had left for the catfish. And they were bringing it. They were uh, Savannah, for, for instance, Savannah especially. She would be out there all day if we'd let her. She'd be out there just fishing away, having the time of her life. And I'm not that excited about fishing. You know what I did? I threw a line in a couple times and I watched it and said, oh, that's great. I think I caught one or two and great, you know. Um, but... Savannah, she, she was serious about it uh, for that particular week. We don't do it, you know, very often, a couple times a year. But did you know, some of you know, because some of you are, are related to these people. Some of you, you hear about it all the time. But there are some people that, that they, they are serious about fishing. 
uh, they've got a boat, they've got the gear, they've got the right, uh, the rod and the reel, and they've got uh, all the, uh, the computer equipment to tell you where the fish are. I mean, they're serious about it. Well, you know, those people too, they don't mind getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go fishing. They don't mind being out on the boat all day or all night or whatever they have to do. Well, that desire for fishing separates those people from the average people like me. If you said, hey, we're going fishing today, I'd say, okay, well, I guess, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that excited about it. But there's a desire that separates you from the crowd. There was a man I read about a few years ago. His name is Alan McFadden. Alan McFadden is a, a wildlife photographer. And Alan McFadden spent six years. During those six years, he took 720 thousand photos. He spent 4,200 hours on this one project, uh, 170, that would be the equivalent of 175 days nonstop. And he did all of that to capture the perfect photo of a kingfisher bird. And by the way, I've seen the photo. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. But if you would have told me that it took him six years to get that, I'd say, you're crazy. Nobody would spend six years trying to get one photo. Nobody would spend uh, uh, 720,000 clicks of a camera. Nobody would spend 4,200 hours to get one perfect picture. Well, this man did. And you know why he did it? Because there was something inside of him that said, I have this desire. Most of us, if that was our job, most of us would have quit after the first day. We said, it's not worth it. Uh, we can't find this bird. Uh, this bird's not doing the right things. The, the lighting is not right. The timing is not right. Uh, forget it. It's not worth it. But for Alan McFadden, it was worth it. I wonder what is it in your life that has captured your desire? I wonder what it is that has your focus. We get so focused on crazy things and foolish things and trivial things. But how about we get our focus on things that really matter? How about we get our focus on the things of God? We have this missions conference coming up. And boy, I hope as Christians, I hope we are all stirred up to say, what does God have for me? What does God want me to do for missions? Uh, uh, who can I pray for? Who can I give to help support? What can I do to be a witness? What can I do for our young people? I preached this morning to our young people about just being willing to do whatever God wants you to do. I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to put you on a guilt trip. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you have to say yes. You have to respond. If God is speaking, the creator of the universe, how could you not? How could you tune that out uh, when God has something for you to do? There must be a desire. I remember in I think it was in Bible college I first heard the song. It might have been before. But there's a song that uh, we sing from time to time. It's my desire to live for Jesus. It's my desire to be like Him. Uh, it's my desire. And you know, I hope that's your desire. Uh, not the things of the world, but it's my desire to please my Savior. Desire separates you from the crowd. Desire causes you to seek and to search after certain things, but then a desire causes you to saturate your life in some things. You know, your life and my life ought to be consumed with wisdom. Uh, what does the Bible say about this? What, how would God want me to respond to this person? Uh, how would God have me to, to speak to my coworker? How would God have me uh, to treat uh, my neighbor? 
We ought to be consumed with wisdom from God. I tell you, we ought to be saturated and consumed with the Word of God. You know, I'm afraid sometimes we, we treat the Bible like an old out, outdated manual that we only look through it when somebody asks us, like, well, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Let me see. But this book right here, this must be our daily bread. This must be our daily uh, source of strength. And this must be our daily guide. Saturate your life in the Word of God. How much of the Bible do you read? Uh, how much of the Bible do you listen to? How much of the Bible do you hear uh, preached and taught? And then I think we ought to be saturated with, and I think we ought to be consumed with the will of God. What does God want me to do? What does God want you to do? You know, sometimes we think the will of God is only for young people. But I want to tell you, you may be listening and you may be in your 80s. You may be in your 90s. You may be 70s, 60s, whatever the age may be. God's got something for you. God has a will. God has a plan for your life. He's not done with you. If God were done with you, he would have already taken you to heaven. But I want to tell you, God has a will for your life. Uh, the success in the Christian life is finding the will of God for your life and then just doing it. Can I tell you, let's live for God. Let's be consumed and let's be saturated with the will of God. That ought to, every day when we wake up, we ought to say, what does God have for me today? What does God want me to do? And then whatever he says, let's be willing to say yes. And let's be willing to be surrendered to what God has called us to do. Let's have a desire to do the things that God has for us. I hope you have a great day and let's live on the winning side. I look forward to seeing many of you at church tonight uh, for our Wednesday night service. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.